0: Again, here to Pastor B's Kitchen Table. This is the place, as you know, where we chop it up, break it down, and put it all back together again. And as you can see, I'm by myself today. Empty chairs, empty placemats, empty dishes, because I'm here by myself. I have had an all-star lineup of guests that's scheduled to come between now and June. They were supposed to be in these seats. But of course, you know why they're not here. They're not here because we're on a shutdown. We're on a lockdown. We're a shelter in place and they're saying that the people who are are non-essential employees uh, must stay exactly where they are. And so the guests that were scheduled to come here, they they certainly can't come and who knows when they'll come again. But we do have that time together right now and I appreciate you tuning in once again, including those who are the essential employees. When When I heard that term, the essential employees, I wondered how many people who get paid every week ever classified themselves as an essential employee. I wonder if your pay store results in that status. For many of you say, I didn't even know I had that status. But when you do have the status. So you have to go in. And of course, right now is the time in which people are really uh, topsy-turvy, things have flipped and turned upside down. Uh, my concern today, why, why, I want to just talk to you in an in intimate conversation today. Because so many times at this kitchen table, we talk about family issues. We talk about re- relationship issues. We talk about cultural issues. We talk about so many things that we can really just kind of really break it down. But my concern today is that while we're locked down, that our families don't break down. Let me say that again. That while we're locked down, that our families don't break down. Because for some of you, this is a brand new world. You're now clustered together. You're now forced together. You're now, <laughs> cabin fever does set in. And so I wanna talk about how do we prosper? How do we become successful? How do we strengthen our families in a time of quarantine? Go get somebody, go tell somebody what we're talking about. I'm gonna try to be real slow, very deliberate with this, that you may capture this. Because I know that the pressing issue for many of you today is what do we do with all of us clustered together? You've got your grandparents there. Some of you have your children from college back there. Some of you have grandkids that are there. Uh, Some of you have uh, extended family members. Some of you have uh, dependent, independent children there with you. And some of you are married, some of you are not married, some of you are all by yourself. So so what do we do in this time when we're all kind of cloistered together? How do we prosper as a family? How do we keep from having to call the authorities to our house? Not because someone has a virus, but simply because of the fact that a fight broke out. What do we do? How are we able to navigate these waters of change under the very same roof? So today, I want to just talk just for a few minutes about some things that we can do to strengthen our families during this time. i reminded of, 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 of the German philosopher Schopenhauer. Schopenhauer said that the human race, in his mind, is kind of like a bunch of porcupines. What he's saying is that we're like a bunch of porcupines on a cold winter night, and that the problem with it is that the closer we get to each other, the more we damage and hurt each other because we poke each other with those quills. So the more we are clustered together, the more we'll huddle together, the more we do damage to one another because we got so many sharp quills. And you may be experiencing it already. I've heard people say, you know, I can't wait for this to be over, that I can go back to work. I've heard some people say, you know, I never really understood how much a school teacher really does. Someone put online that school, the average school teacher salary should be 500000 dollars because they are invaluable. Way What they do. Someone even said a comedian even said someone asked him, Well, how do you deal with these children every day? How do you teach my children every day? And the guy said, I do it with Plenty of alcohol and plenty of Bible. Now, of course, I don't want you to have plenty of alcohol, but I do want you to have plenty of Bible. But he was simply saying is that now you're having to walk in the shoes of your educators. Now you're having to see what you send to school every day and what you know because it's all under your roof. And so how do we prosper? How do we go forward without breaking down and and, and that home uh, become a battleground uh, rather than a love ground? So let me just say a couple things, a couple things I want to just give you. Seven things. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven things. Seven things that I think that could really, really help you during this time to allow your family to prosper while you're there uh, in this sheltering place, while you're there on shutdown. Uh, let me just list a couple of them, if I could, for you, please. Number one. One, uh, go outside. <laughs> Keep it moving. Uh, Ecclesiastes 3 talks about there's a time and a season for everything. You can't just stay clustered up in the house. You can't just sit there all day long and watch the news. You can't sit there all day long and be on the web and surfing the website. No, you need to go outside and experience some of God's clean air. Go outside. And what about this walking? Just walk or some of you exercise. I know I know that your gyms are closed, but why can't you just go outside and do some jumping jacks? Why can't you jump rope? Why can't you participate? The push-up challenge. Why can't you bring the bicycle out that you have and ride the bicycle, or why can't you take some some measure of activity? I do think that with people of friendship, we're in something called a drop-the-weight challenge, and that has not been uh, ended or paused or terminated because of the fact that we're now in the, in the coronavirus. I think that now could still be a time that you watch your dietary intake, but let's just keep it moving. Get out and do something. Get outside. Don't just sit in there all day, all night, eating, snacking, sleeping. No, get outside. It's a time for everything, and it's time just to go outside. Take your kids outside, your grandkids outside. Take grandma outside. Raise the window in your house up. Let some fresh air in. Let some things you can really do to change the atmosphere inside your home. Here's something else. Uh, Make some new memories. Make some new memories. Why can't you begin to journal? And Joshua Ford talked about stones of remembrance, how they had those stones to remember how God brought them through. Uh, why can't this whole shelter in place, be a time of new memories for you. The whole coronavirus, this is a life-changing moment, a cultural, world-changing moment. Why can't you take a moment and begin every day? I don't mean you sit there and write an entire uh, commentary, but just a page, a two-page, or a paragraph, just something every day. Or maybe you, you want to just speak into a video and, and just, just speak and just record your words. You don't want to write, but do something that makes some brand-new memories in which you got. Uh, one of the things my family's working on, I don't know how it's going to turn out because I am challenged rhythmically, and that is this whole uh making a video, making a family video. Some people call it the actual uh TikTok challenger, or just learning to move and dance in a rhythmic fashion. Do something like that. Make, have some fun. You can't imagine that. I know you got a lot to do. There's a lot going on, but why can't you just begin to journal? Do something. Make it your ambition. Make it your desire. Make it a family endeavor. Here's something else. Uh, truth, talk, time truth talk time number three mean to share what you really feel and what you're really thinking because there are some people under your roof who are afraid there's some people under your roof who just feel like this is the worst thing in the entire world and they're filled with angst and anxiety there's some people under your roof who have a problem being under your roof perhaps there has been some underlying issues and situations going on for a mighty long time. But you never had to deal with them because you either left early or came home late. And and your paths never had to cross unless you were in the kitchen or something. But now you're all together in that same space. And let me just say, the old adage of just leave me alone is not an option. That should not be an option. You can't just say, just leave me alone. God has put you guys together and you can have some truth talk time. The Bible says in Ephesians 4:15 that we should speak the truth in love but do speak the truth. You need to have some conversations. You can sit down and talk. Now, you can't deal with everything in one day. You can't have like a six, seven-hour conversation. But maybe you can just take a few things and begin to walk down the path of some things that have caused friction or division. Uh, or maybe it's something that was carried out on your child or on your parent. Or, or it's a marital situation. Or, or it's a blended family situation. We don't know you, but you know. And so I'm gonna ask you if you would just take this step just literally sit down and have some truth. We're going to talk the truth. We're going to speak the truth. We're gonna, but we're going to do it in love. I'm not trying to demean you. I'm not trying to highlight all your wrongs. I'm not trying to say you, you the cause of it. I'm not trying to do any, I'm not trying to plaster you to the wall. I'm not trying to paint you with the brush of condemnation. But I'm just simply saying we need to talk. And we're together, so let's just talk. No more walking on eggshells. Let's talk. Here's something else. Give each other some personal space. Say amen. Give you some per- I read in the scripture where it says in Mark six thirty one that Jesus told his disciples, of, let's come away to a lonely place. Let's come on to a quiet place and get some rest. Jesus understood the importance of pulling away. So in the home you're in, the place you're in, the apartment you're in, in the townhouse you're in, you're in, wherever you may be, you need some time just to be alone some time in your room, some time in your space, some time in your corner. that just some time just to pull away. And you gotta respect that. We can't be under each other 24-7. You need some time just to just to get your mind recalibrated, just to think, and I want to encourage someone to honor that, to help them have that time. Don't just barge in and invade their space. Some of you have small children. That means there's parents, you may have to take, may take turns uh, with the children. You may have to take turns carry them outside, take turns with their homework, take turns trying to do things with them, uh, that one the other parent may get some help, or well, the grandparent situation, whomever it may be. I'm just saying you need some personal time, some personal space, and you need to be honored inside the house. I mean, you need to talk about, perhaps, well, I'm gonna need this time, I'm gonna need this time, and this is what needs to transpire. Here's something else. Revisit the family and the personal vision. Now, what are you talking about? The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that the Lord has plans for us. And with this time of you being quarantined, you being sheltered in place, or maybe you've been an essential employee, and you're working from can't-see to can't-see, from the time it's dark in the morning to the time it's dark at night, you're working. But through all of this, God's put a stirring in your heart that maybe you need to acquire some new skills, that maybe you need to go into a new career path. Or maybe you need to go back to school. Or maybe you need to come away from school. Or maybe you need to change job, or come home and retire. But God put something in your spirit. So while you have this downtime, what new skills do you need? What new vision, what what clarity of purpose is there for you and your family? God's given you an opportunity to see this horizon. My premise is, is that we won't ever be the same again. And I know the church won't be the same again the way we see things. And I'm saying, but what about in your house? What about the congregation in your house? Are you guys able, honestly and genuinely, to say, you know, because of this, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to acquire this. I'm going to jettison that. What's the new vision? What's the new plan? What's the new path? What's the new goal? You got to think like that. That's why I say you can't sit there and just veg out on television, veg out on social media, veg out on what other people are saying. You got to think. You got. You got to think very uh, kingdom-minded. You got to think in terms of vision. You know, what's the strategy? What's the future for when this ends? What will begin for you? Because it will end, but what will begin for you? So revisit the whole family and the personal vision. Here's another. Reach out to somebody else. Let me say that again. Reach out to somebody else. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3-5, through 5, uh, Paul calls God the God, of all, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our afflictions, that we may be able to comfort others in their affliction with the comfort we've received from God. What are you saying? I am saying that it's not right for you to be built up by God. It's not right for you to be in the body of Christ. It's not right for you to be in a family and don't reach out to other people. That now is the time for you to be involved in touching somebody, calling somebody, reaching out to somebody, don't just let that water just flow one way. Send that water back out. In other words, there are people who are in your in your, in your church. There are people in your community. There are people in your work, in your job, who are in your office. There are people who, who got laid off just like you. Have you checked on them? I'm saying that as God is comforting you, strengthening you, and guiding you, he's giving you food today. He's giving you shelter today. He's giving you clothing today. He's giving you a right mind today. Who are you checking on to make sure they have food? food, shelter, clothing and a right mind also. I'm saying you got to reach out. You, 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 you can't have a clam mentality. You can't just close yourself up and close yourself up. Many of you are good at that. I mean, you you got a you PhD in isolation. But you can't be an isolationist right now. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. Uh, it, it, it is sinful. It is sinful for you not to care for others. You must be cons- You must let the God fill your heart with compassion and fill your heart with mercy that you can care for other people. Now is the time, and for your family, and what a great model for your children. What a great model for your adult children. To say that, that my parents or my mama, my dad, whoever it may be, that you know what? they didn't just make sure that we had a meal. They want to make sure someone else was having a meal. You could cook that meal and, and take it to their home and leave it on the porch. Leave it on the front step. You ain't got to make contact with them. You don't have to see them. Put it in a box and just go drop it off. I just want to drop this off to make sure that you guys have something to eat, something to drink. I want to make sure you got toilet paper. I want to make sure that, that, that you got some milk. Make sure you got the essential products that are needed in a time like this. you got to make sure that you're helping somebody else. And so I want to encourage your heart today with your family, your strength your family. I've said six things. I said, one, go outside. Keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it. Go outside. Well, some of you say, well, I got an allergy. I can't go outside. I understand that. Well, send the rest of them outside, okay? Okay? Walk around the house. Do some knee bend. But don't just sit there and punch that remote and just exercise your thumb. No. Walk around the house, walk up and down the store, do up the stairs, do some push-up, do some sit-up, walk backwards. Try to do a handstand. Do something. Do something that allows you. You say, well, Pastor, I'm in a wheelchair. Okay, great. Praise God that you're in a wheelchair you got the capability. Speed it up a little bit. That's what to push you a little bit. But move your upper arm. You're here to move your upper arm. Move your neck. Whatever you need to do, just, just take the time. you got pets. Walk your pets. And the pet's really walking you. Make some new memories. When you come out of this, there should be some stones of remembrance. Some stones of remembrance. I've also said, truth talk time. Have a talk. Have a conversation. Talk, talk. You see your kid that been off to college. You haven't really talked to them in a long time. You've thrown money at them and, and you've been you've you've heard them request money from you. But when that time you sit down and just talk to your spouse, when that time you guys just talk, there's no job to talk about now. Well, so when have you talked? Just just, generally just talk and laugh, 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 laugh okay uh okay, give each other some personal space. I need some time, I need some time, and honor and respect the time which they need. I know this messes some of you up because some of you have retired and you had your life all decent and organized the way that you like it. But guess what, your spouse was not retired and now the, sp- the spouse is in your space, in your house, and it's messing with you. And so what you do, you're trying to retire, try to retrieve the schedule you once had. No, that has been flipped. You still need time, he or she still needs time, but, but reorganize everything if you would. Also, revisit the family and personal vision. What's the vision now? Where are you going now? What is God doing now? What does God want you to prepare for? What does God want to lead you to? What does God want to guide you to? It's imperative that you settle those issues now. Go back before the throne and ask God, what now? will you say you got plans for me to prosper me, uh, get, you got a future and a hope for me. Well, now what is it? I see some things, they got a new heart about some things. So what did I do now? Also, reach out to somebody else. Who's on your call list? Who's on your Zoom list? Who's on your Facebook list? Who's on your Twitter list? Who are, you, who are you reaching out to? You've got to reach out to somebody. And the last thing I want to get before I go, you got to grow together. In a time like this, when you're all merged together, you're all sandwiched together, you're all there 24-7. Some I know online working and some are not working and some are still trying to do school work and some are trying to do office work and I understand all that. But it's the time to grow. In other words, what I'm saying, what about worship? prayer and family devotion. I've learned something, and I've learned that it's easy for you to pray with other people, for you to study with other people, for you to teach other people than to teach your own. I've learned that many times, some of you in the sound of my voice know what I'm saying. You do a wonderful job. You do a bang-up job when it comes to worship and leading other people in worship. You do a wonderful job when it comes to opening the the very rhema word of God, the very authoritative scriptures of God. You do a wonderful job of laying hands on the sick and and laying hands on folks when they're hurting and they're suffering. That's you. You do a wonderful job. However, you don't do it in your house for a myriad of reasons. And maybe that gets back into talk time and all like that. But I'm asking you to consider what about this cluster time together is a time for us to grow. That our children can see us open the Word of God. Now now I know it can be difficult because you got one person in the family who wants to study every jot and tittle. Then you got one person in the family who wants to summarize everything. And you're different. You're different. And the differences don't have to divide you. They can both be appropriate. I'm just simply saying, in your home, when is your prayer time? When is your word time? When is your worship time? When is your time of, of opening the Word of God in a, in a very dedicated manner? You've got time now. You can't just sit there and watch Netflix forever. Well, some of my kids not saved, some of you are saying. My kids ain't saved. They don't believe the Bible. They're, okay, it's fine, it's fine. But do you believe the Bible? And if you believe the Bible, you can still take your word and pray God's favor, God's blessing over your family, over your house, and let God grow you during this time. Because this will end. And when it ends, will you come out looking like Christ? Or will you come out looking like your crisis? What will you look like? I'm reminding Deuteronomy 6, and we're going to head to the house. In Deuteronomy 6, the Bible says, Here is the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your might. And he says, these words that I'm telling you today shall be on your heart. I'm talking to you, man. Put it on your heart. And then when it's on your heart, Then teach them dealing to your sons and just talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. And all the details and all the, the actual nuances of life, the word of God comes to bear because it was first born and burdened inside your heart. Oh, I want God to bless you. I want God to keep you. I don't know how long this is going to last, but God knows how long it's going to last. I don't know when I'll be able to bring guests back, but God will know when the guests come back. But I do know that every Friday that the Lord so allows, I'm going to be sitting here, I'm going to be talking to you. And we're going to grow together. We're going to love together. We're going to learn together. We're going to grieve together. We're going to shout together. Because I believe that even in a time like now, God wants to strengthen your family in the time of a quarantine. So may God bless you, may God keep you, and may you tell somebody today, tell them about the seven, pick one and start working from there. But let your family know, hey, I learned something today, that although we are bunched up together, although we've been shut down, as for me and my house, we don't have to break down. May God bless you, may God keep you, may God use you, I'll see you soon right back here at The Kitchen Table.